0: And welcome to the Business and Pleasure podcast, the show that discusses what it's really like to be a digital nomad. We talk about the ups and the downs, the lessons learned, and the big discussion about whether you can really have it all. Today, we have Neve Odoherty on the show. Neve is a software implementation specialist for an e-commerce order and inventory management platform. I actually met Neve last month in Sao Paulo, and we became digital nomad buds, which is super lush. It was so nice to work alongside with someone for a few weeks. Neve has been a digital nomad for a year so let's find out more. Welcome to the show neve thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, I'm delighted of to be
0: here. <laughs> so let's take it back to the very beginning. Can you tell us what you were doing before you became a digital nomad and why did your digital nomad journey begin?
1: I was finishing off my master's, I'd done a one-year master's in Dublin and I literally just needed a job and I didn't really know what I was applying for. Um, And so I sort of randomly applied to the the job I have um, and then started sort of travelling with it about six months into doing it. Um, And the rest is history. And here you are now. I know, and here I am now. Who'd have thought?
0: In Brazil, baby. (laughs) Um, And how did you navigate the change in lifestyle?
1: Well, to be honest, I mean... It wasn't so different from my last year of uni and my whole year of my master's because those I did during COVID. So I finished my undergrad in 2020 and started my postgraduate in the latter part of 2020. And that was essentially just sitting in a room with a laptop, which is not so different from this. So it really wasn't much Mm. of a change. Why did you start travelling? Why didn't you just stay at home? I totally fell into it, um which is kind of what I say to everyone when they ask what i how I sort of began, so I had planned to take um two weeks off of work because I had been living at home at the time um in Edinburgh, and uh I just had taken two weeks off to see my friend in the states. And my boss happened to be doing some business trips out that side of the world and was like, would, would you mind staying in the America for a bit longer? And I was like, of course not. Don't have to ask me twice, I'm happy to do it. So um, I just, I, I totally fell into it. So I ended up staying out in the States for about six months, six weeks, sorry. Um, and then And then I came back to Edinburgh to live again and I was like, yeah no I'm gonna gonna go elsewhere so then I went to Vienna for a month I, I kind of I have family in Ireland so I lived in Ireland over Christmas was in, a, was in Edinburgh again and then I went to Rome briefly and then Budapest so it just kind of one thing after that and then and then it was like South America that's a good idea
0: and how do you pick your
1: next destination it's not anything that's fixed. I mean, I have a list of like dream places um, and then it's really just prices and um, and sort of other considerations like safety, um, re- realistic things like Wi-Fi, etc. But other yeah. than that, I've just kind of got, I think everybody has a list of places in the back of their mind that they'd love to visit or they'd love to travel to so it's really like that it's just a bit kind of random to be honest
0: yes so what like whatever fits that moment in time really I guess as well like the weather that kind of thing too absolutely yeah yeah that makes sense and what would you say your best travel experience
1: is so far oh I don't know if I could pick Besides just one. Meeting me, of course. Well, after that, that's number one. Um, but Thank it really, you. it really is actually meeting people just in general, yeah. like meeting meeting people. I didn't meet any. I've not met any other like digital nomads until I came to the Salinas because I've met loads of people. Mm. But just meeting people and kind of um, making friendships along the way is corny as that sounds. That's probably the best part, to be honest. And like seeing places and like you know, finishing your work day and then being able to go to, like, the beach, it's pretty glass, yeah. like, that's, that's kind of cool, I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, definitely, it makes a big difference as well, doesn't it, just, like, for me, it makes a big difference in my mood, like, you can just be like, oh, well, I have work today, but also I can go to the beach, exactly. or, oh, I can go to this, like, it,
1: it's, it's a motivation, way. it helps the productivity, it, it helps the, um, the work blues it helps it just in general is like and I mean when I'm at home um in Edinburgh I'm from there so it's there's a little bit of like well okay I'll finish my work day and then that's it whereas here or when anywhere when I'm traveling there's so many new experiences so I'd be like okay well I'm going to finish my work day and then I'm going to see this site or I'm going to go to this restaurant that I've heard about mm-hmm. or I'm going to do this so it, it helps um it helps structure the day, helps helps schedule things. Um so that's that's great. That's a good part of it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And what would you say your worst travel experience is so
1: far? I would say uh in two places um I had bed bugs and that was pretty stressful. Ooh. Yeah, they were they were horrid. Um Not ideal. I, not ideal. So I had never had them before and I didn't I didn't know what it was I, I got like this like these bites and you know you're in a new place it could be anything reaction to the detergent or or just kind of I don't know any any sort of environmental thing and then I sort of pulled back one of the chests of drawers and I found one or two actually just like like with their wee legs up in the air and I was so gross oh, God. it was <laughs> it was horrific and then trying to navigate like then trying to go to a doctor and trying to navigate that in like a different language and we're we're from the uk so the nhs covers everything but then having to like pay medical costs is like and it's always more expensive than you'd think um and then it happened twice in a row it happened in vienna and it happened in budapest um oh my god where were you staying at the time was it a hostel
0: or was it an airbnb or it
1: was an airbnb both places airbnbs yeah, and it was just I didn't really I didn't get any money back. Not for the second place. For the first place, I got about sixty euro back, and that didn't even cover the cost of the medical expenses. But um yeah, it was just so stressful. It was it was stressful more than anything. I mean, it's not that bad. You get like a cream and you're fine. Um, it goes away pretty quickly. But yeah, it was just it was just because being away the the worst thing about being away is like, even you're ill and you don't have like your parents or your or your pals around you yeah you you. just want your mum don't you yeah you just want to like lay on the couch and cuddle (laughs) up yeah Yeah. exactly so that was pretty stressful but like that's hard as well
0: because it's yeah it's like one of those ones you can't really get away from if you go into a bed and it has bed bugs you don't realize until like the deed's
1: been done yeah well they say um well I what I learned is that if, if you've never had them before the bites can take up to two weeks to appear so like I was there for like a week and a half before I noticed oh, which is so gross and then but if you've had them before it can take just a couple of days so um yeah I oh, so by the second time you had it you were like yep you know what these are yeah, it was day. It was day like one or two, and I was like, "Nope, not not doing this again. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Give me, me here. again. <laughs> this, I can't believe this." Um, so that was my. Oh. That's that's definitely the worst. But although, do you know what? That's not even that bad. If you, it's it's fine. It's more. It's not that bad, really,
0: really. Mm. Bad. And have you had any bad experience experiences when it comes to the work side of things, or has it just been mainly like the travel getting your head round?
1: Round it over. Um, a couple of times, like uh, like hardware things, like say, like I didn't have the right adapter when I first got here, um, so I had like two weeks, I had, or sorry, two days, I had to use. I have another laptop, so that was fine, but it, that would have been just having to use a phone, which is just annoying to work from. Or, mm-hmm. but I'm still able to sort of do it, and to some extent, to some extent, the time friends like. If I have a client in the UK and I'm in America, I'm five hours behind, but they might want to meet at 9am. So I have to then get up at like four or, or be up at four for the meeting. Or I might have a, a meeting that's 10am at, at home, but here I have to be up by six. So, but that just, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you sort of get
0: used to it, don't you? You're like, well, I'm just not going to have that much sleep. It's fine. But then you can balance it out, like you can finish work early and then you can like treat yourself, go to the pool, like it's, it sort of balances out. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. And what do you find hard about being a digital nomad? Sometimes, like, especially when you first get to a place, it can feel pretty isolating because you don't Mm. know anyone, you don't know the place either. It Always after a few days or up to a week, you're fine, you meet people, you settle in. But for the first few days, it can feel like a bit lonely. You don't know anyone. You're having like, it's a lot of like having dinner by yourself or, um, you know, you'll call your parents or you'll call your friends at home. But it's always a bit, like, a bit isolating for the first little while and then you end up meeting people and doing things and it's fine. Um, but that takes a bit of getting used to. I, I really don't yeah. mind my own company. I enjoy my own company a lot. I'm a real introvert. So I'm fine, really, most of the time. Um, but yeah, that's a bit, that takes a bit of get used, getting used to. And if you don't like your own company, then that would be hard, I think. And what would you say your
0: biggest learnings so far are from being
1: a digital nomad? have uh, learn another language don't just yeah. have english um, and <laughs> yeah. that's a big one and the kindness of strangers that sounds ridiculous but you know a, like to a great extent um oh i've been in some sticky not sticky situations but in some situations and people have really helped me out they didn't need to they but they did they mm. really did especially here in brazil um yeah but all over people have just been very kind but other than that I mean just I kind of discovered this real love I have for traveling um and the love and the ability to do it I never when I was in uni I didn't really travel because I had uni to go to but now that I I do it I've discovered like that I can do it and then I love to do it um so that's a big learning a personal learning for me
0: yeah yeah definitely I think as well with Being a digital nomad and traveling by yourself, you're constantly learning more about yourself, which is nice. It's a real big, like, personal growth thing. Oh yeah, like from when I started two years ago, completely different to who I am now. Hopefully, in a good way. But like, it's just so nice. You feel like you're constantly progressing.
1: Absolutely, there's a real sense of like, for me, like, resourcefulness, um, Mm. kind of. Being like okay like a couple of days ago my phone just like stopped working and normally like see if it was a year ago I'd be like oh my god what am I gonna do oh my god and then I was like it's fine it's a phone I'll buy a new one like it's cool it's all right yeah kind of stuff like that or like I don't know you well you really have to rely rely, rely on yourself to a great extent and um, there are people yeah. that will help you kindness to strangers and all that but you really in most situations you just have yourself to rely on um so like real growth, I think, for, from the last like, year, especially. Um, I, I started out in the States and I was staying with a friend. So I had her not only to show me around, but that was a person and her family who were helping take care of me. And then I was in Europe. So it's like an hour flight home and it's not very expensive. But coming here, it's like, well, I don't know anyone. And it would cost probably way too much money to just get like a last minute flight home. So you're really kind of have to be self-reliant and self-soothing as well. I think that's really nice as well, because it is
0: it's just such a positive. Like you were saying, like last year, if something went wrong or something went wrong in a business sense, I'd like cry about it for a day. I would be like, oh, God, oh, God. And now I feel a lot more. Like I can actually handle these things and it's actually okay and just have a bit of faith. You have to figure it out. So there's sort of no point stressing, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. And how do you approach work and travel?
1: I try my best to do like to to maintain what I would do at home, which is like a nine to five. Mm. Um obviously that's gonna change if you have like a flight to catch or a train to get or a bus to catch. Um, but I approach it in the sense of like, okay, well, if I'm traveling, depending on what form of transport I'm on, um, I can use a laptop, use a phone, um, kind of use these sort of resources around me. And when I'm at a destination, um, I like to have a few things planned in advance before I get there. And then I just work, I'm pretty, I'm quite lucky. So my, my work is very flexible with my working hours so I can, to an extent, start, and finish sort of when I want. And then in the the latter part of today, I'll add an hour onto my my working day. And that means I can kind of sort of go see sites or, or do this and that. I mean, yesterday, the last week was really, really sunny today is not at all it's actually very cold well kind of cold I mean they say it's cold it's 15 degrees that's summer where I'm from um <laughs> and it's rainy so again that's summer where I'm from yeah um, it sounds lovely oh it's not <laughs> I mean it's fine <laughs> it's fine but yesterday was 27 I was oh, laughing that up it changes so quickly here doesn't it it's no I know it really so does sad. like it was really hot yesterday and I was in Rio over the weekend it's even hotter there people said that I was like how could I get hot it was really hot it was really like insane I was at Copacabana I got a real real tan I don't know if you can tell (laughs) um I've got got a darker shade of alabaster but um yeah like yeah yeah so the, the weather here changed so I mean that that influenced it
0: well you're adjusting work to what you want to do in your your life which is nice because normally for a lot of people it is the other way around you're like right I've got to do this I've got to do this and then if I have time I'll do what I want after work or whatever but it's nice that you can be so flexible with that
1: yeah I am very lucky like I definitely I recognize that like I'm really lucky with them with my work and my job in that sense and like I had said like well I want like it's winter here so it gets dark around five and I was like well I want to take advantage of the day so if I want to I can come back and maybe do like a shift from like five to eight or five to nine which is which is pretty good which is really flexible so that's something that I enjoy um and that I'm very grateful for
0: yeah definitely and you mentioned that before you arrive in a place you have some
1: things already planned out what are those things I'm never too fixed but what I find is really good because sometimes like say if I get to a place I normally stay for like up to a month and that seems like an awful lot of time but suddenly two weekends have passed and you've only got like a few a few like a weekend left which is like what's happening to me now I can't believe I'm leaving next week it feels like I just got here and and so what I do is before I get to a place I kind of research is a strong word but just basically kind of look up what's around there what um what people do when they get there and maybe i'll book a couple of things in advance not everything not loads of things but just be like okay well let me see on this wednesday afternoon i'm going to book a tour and then on this weekend i'm going to do this or whatever like i booked when i was in vienna in advance i booked a ballet class which was it was so much fun i really enjoyed it so i brought like my ballet stuff with me Um, when i was in budapest i booked a couple of tours in advance And when I got here, um, the Salinas have, you know, on the app, they have, like, events or tours or whatever. So you can book a couple of things in advance. So when I got to Rio, I had booked a tour in advance, which actually never ended up happening. I wasted money on that, but that's fine. Whatever. Um, (laughs) We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Um, And so, yeah, it gives you a bit of structure because Mm. I think sometimes see if you have, like, a huge amount of time or what seems like a huge amount of time it's almost overwhelming because there's half of you that's yeah. like I need to do everything I need to see everything while I'm here and another half another part that's like but I have so much time like I'll oh, be fine and then um, you kind of end up being like oh I've wasted time you know
0: yeah I think the thing as well is because because you're working and even if you are in a place for like a month you're like oh I do have loads of time but then you're working as well even if you can like sort of build out your day and fit things in time still flies and a lot of the time I think oh god have I I just been working for two weeks and I've not really seen or done anything so that I like doing the same I try and book a few things in just so I know I'm ticking a few things off and actually seeing. Absolutely yeah
1: because I mean the work is going to take up most of your time because you've got like an eight hour day or whatever so that's going to take up most of your time but it's about fitting some things in around or between those times um, and to take advantage of what's going on around you that's sort of why I mean I think that's why people do digital nomading or whatever the um whatever you kind of call it whatever the verb is um because you can be in a place and you are working but it's bounding balance between being in paradise and working as well at the same time yeah. if that makes any sense
0: uh, do you have any advice for a budding digital nomad do it just do it
1: just absolutely yeah. just do it um You can, you can do it for, depending on where you live, you, you might surprise yourself with, um, that it can be quite cost effective. Like, I don't, I don't have a fixed abode, so I don't pay rent in one place. Um, so I use my salary. So if you, if you have, um, the freedom and the resources, like do it, just, just do it, look into it even, um, plan it out for the future, but um take take the opportunity, absolutely do it. It's 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 so rewarding and um it's great. I love it. I think everyone I've met who does it just loves it as well. Yeah, yeah, it's the best lifestyle, isn't it? I'm um I spoke to
0: someone last week and they actually had a really good piece of advice. It was like just start by dipping your toe, like start in your country and go to like bath or Bristol, anywhere and just try it for like a week or two and then slowly sort of build it out if you do want to go further afield. I think that's a really nice way to test
1: it even like I I am definitely going to come back to South America and do other countries but I sort of dipped my toe in by just going to Brazil and just I had Sao Paulo booked for a month um, and that was me sort of dipping my toe into going further afield because this is the furthest I've been from home mm. ever in my life w- without family um, and this and before that I was in um, Vienna or um, or or with or with friends in the States. So that was sort of dipping my toe in. But yeah, absolutely. Um, it's nerve wracking, um, but you'd probably be surprised with, um, like as we were sort of talking about before, about right? how self-reliant you can be and how resourceful you can be um, when when you're pushed to be that. But um, yeah, get out of your comfort zone. I think especially after COVID, we were locked in for so long, um, we didn't get to go anywhere or do anything. And that's what sort of propelled me because, you know when you're locked down you, you you desperately we all wanted to kind of be out there in the world so yeah, um, yeah dip your toe and do it absolutely um, it, it's a very rewarding experience for sure
0: yeah just go for it you'll figure it out it'll be fine <laughs> it really will that's the thing
1: like yeah as long as you're like <laughs> so kind of smart about it you're not like you know there's some parts of the world that are maybe um quite different from where you're from or have different customs or or languages but you will probably you'll figure it out just be just you know get your health insurance research where you're staying don't be silly (laughs) and I think as well it's just being open to it like because if
0: you if you go into the digital nomad life sort of closed off you're going to have a very limited experience and the whole point well to me being a digital nomad is it's like anything is possible you're going to meet all these amazing different people but you have to also be open to that as well
1: absolutely so I think it's just being
0: free and open
1: yeah yeah absolutely open be um welcoming and have you know like the I mean we all I don't know manifestation and energy sort of stuff like but you know like be open to things and and people will be really interested in you as well wherever you are wherever you come from like I'm sometimes like I'm like the first Scottish person anyone's ever met (laughs) Um, and that's cool um (laughs) someone said to me they were like talking about what did you think of Brazil before you got here what do you think of it now and um and then I was like oh like what do you think of Scotland and they were like oh cold I was like yeah that's fair and chic and i laughed i was like okay chic i don't know if i'd call it chic but but yeah like people will have these perceptions maybe of where you're from or or whatever um or not even perceptions but just like ideas and you can kind of share that and um Mm. yeah there's a lot there's so much to learn and and if you're ever interested in learning a language, it's a really good way to do it because um, yeah, I didn't know a word of Portuguese before I got here. I didn't know a word of German before I got to Vienna, and I discovered that like um, I think I don't know if you'll agree, but I think that um, in some places in the UK, uh, the way that they teach languages isn't so good. Like I did French all of high school. I can't I could not tell you a word of French or whatever. Um, and being here and immersing yourself and talking with people whose it's their first language um, is a really good way of learning. And you're you get immediately um, how how it's said. You know, like compared to written down, you can really get pronunciation pronunciation down, and um, mm. and that's a great thing. So if you want to learn a language, it's so it's, it's you know kind of baptism by fire. But
0: I think that's also a good point as well because at school you learn like. The things you don't really ever say is always like, "Oh, I live here," which I mean, sometimes you do say that. But when you're actually meeting yes. the locals and trying to have a conversation with them, you figure out the the terms that you do need to actually yeah. know. To
1: and there's colloquialisms out like there's um, yeah. like I was being taught slang by some by some like friends I met in Brazil. You're not going to learn those. Are really like niche but important things, and yeah, they they yeah I learned like so much and um, yeah so it's a good way to learn language do du- geolingo' is also a good thing to, to, so what's next for you um, good question <laughs> um, I think I think um I want to I don't want to do this forever as much as it's amazing um I've no I know people have been doing this for ten years and I don't see myself doing it for that long because I would like to settle down at some point but um just for now i think i'm just going to kind of like keep going with it and um see what it takes I me mean, there's so many places i want to go like we were talking about going to asia um yeah. going further afield coming back to south america like there's so many places that it's just some, an amazing opportunity to kind of to, and i've only ever really been away from home for like 6 weeks max really but i think i want to Maybe try and do three months, or yeah, maybe longer, um, and that would be me pushing myself a little bit more. So yeah, that's um, maybe that would be next later on in the year, kind of planning something yes, with, your, with your with your health. <laughs> yes, I'll see you in
0: Asia. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I think that's the another good thing about being a digital nomad. There's like no, there's no like instruction book for it if like being a digital nomad to you is three weeks in France that's being a digital nomad if it's like nine months in one country that's being a digital nomad I think you can make it completely work to however works for you which is really nice and I think in lots of jobs normally you're the one who having to change to fit to that job Mm -hmm. where it's just up to you
1: I think, as well, like I mean, as you say it's 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 totally your own journey, and it's and yeah. you can you can really push yourself, but you can also um like. I'm I'm quite an anxious person sometimes, so you can you can still do. I mean, it seems daunting. You can find your comfort zone even if it's far away from home. Um, you can make your own journey. You can make it up as you go along. That's what I have been doing the last year. Like I'll be totally honest. Um, it's a really modern way of working, and I think it's sort of taking advantage of of technology and and the way it can can um group us together and and we can communicate. Like we're we're in different cities, and we can kind of have a a conversation and um, yeah and it's it's a way i think of um of doing that and and being able to really get the best out of a job because yeah like you in a traditional job you you might be uh like limited by 9 to 5 you know other other things whatever but with this you can you can really make it work to fit your schedule and the way that you work and and yeah so it's 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 great i really enjoy it and i would highly recommend it to anyone who has the opportunity to do it absolutely definitely and we have just a quick
0: fire round for you now your favorite country you visited so far
1: oh I am um, brazil for sure why i say quick fire and then i'm just gonna ask you loads of questions the the people um and the vibrancy um mm and the, the culture um, the kindness of people I can't overstate how how lovely people have been um and just really nice from the day I got here um, yeah. just so kind and Rio was amazing you're gonna love it I wish I had I definitely wish I'd stayed longer in Rio because it was just beautiful like I I I loved it so much um that is a great place like I would go back in a second I'd go Mm. back today if I could handle the seven and a half hour bus journey (laughs) (laughs) and what would you say your favorite dish um that you've eaten is so there's this thing and I think it's like a traditional Brazilian snack and it's spelled c-o-x-i-n-h-a so like coxinha and it's like shredded chicken and vegetables and it's sort of in this kind of like it's so deep fried and it's it's like in a cone shape and it's like delicious it's so nice i actually had my first ever one when i was in dublin randomly um (laughs) so because there's a a lot uh quite a big brazilian population in dublin so they were selling them just like street food um and I remember trying it. and Me like, oh my god, that's the tastiest thing I've ever had in my life. And your biggest sacrifice since being a digital nomad? Ooh, uh, seeing a family and seeing my close friends. Um, that like spending time with them. Uh, and yeah, that's the biggest sacrifice. And
0: then the final question: Can you really have it all? Can you have a balance of business and pleasure?
1: Uh, it depends what you define by all. So. I would say Aww. at this at this time in my life, my all is traveling and meeting people yeah. and being able to um, progress in my career, um, being able to do a good job at work. I think yes, um, it depends. Like as I say, what what you define by that. So I think it might be difficult if you say had um, a partner back home or if you had kids. Or if you had a mortgage or something like that, which mm. I think is why it's quite a good idea that I'm doing it now. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, I think it's. I think that's probably um, different for everyone. I think for me, yeah, I'm quite happy right now with what I have. In like, I'm happy <laughs> with what I have. So,
0: like. so at the at the moment, you would say yes because what you're doing work wise is allowing you to travel. Yeah, and with work it is quite flexible which is nice Mm -hmm. but it sort of depends what situation each person is exactly
1: like I I have friends who have progressed in their careers 10 times more than I have because their um their goal at the moment is to get the dream the dream job and they're finding like so much fulfillment in that but they're not able to maybe go as many places or they're working quite a lot like i have a friend who is doing who is um like a lawyer and lawyers you know they work so much the hours are mental they're crazy um and so there's a few places that she wants to travel to that she might only be able to, and, and she does get to travel but she doesn't get to travel so far and so she was like oh i kind of see you traveling and I'm like I see you like making moves in your career so like yeah it it depends what your all is I like that though that's that's a good point what what is your all Mm. and then that sort of plays into it Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely yeah oh amazing we're ending the podcast episode on a a question what is your all what
1: is your all and and I think yeah no that's all right (laughs) (laughs) a thought provoking question to end on yeah Love um but yeah thanks so much for having me this has been so much fun I don't know if I've just like chatted complete shape for the last like no no I love it I love it
0: that's what we um, need yeah no well thank you thank you so much for joining us I'll include all your links in the episode show notes below um and yeah thank you everybody for listening we'll see you very soon a big thank you to Hacker Cabin because they are sponsoring the podcast. Hacker Cabin is an amazing community that you don't want to miss out on. It's a community for remote workers, and digital nomads, and bootstrap founders. So if you fit into one of these categories, you should definitely get involved. Hacker Cabin allows you to share your updates, questions, and have some amazing discussions with the rest of the community. Sometimes being a digital nomad can be extremely hard and super lonely, speaking from experience. Hacker Cabin really makes me feel like I'm part of something. It's an extremely welcoming community and I love being a part of it. Don't miss out on this amazing group of people. We even have a brilliant membership offer for you with discount code Lydia10 to get 10% off your Hacker Cabin membership. Thanks so much, Hacker Cabin.